Hey, Blake. What's up? You ever had a bucket list? No, nah, I got a fucking list, though. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I'm not, I'm not a kid! That's right, we are not kids. And we're going to prove we're not kids this episode because, you know what? We're getting so old, we're going to start thinking about crap like bucket lists. So, Justin, I, I'm i going to be honest, before, we're going to get in depth on this. I've never thought about bucket lists. There's crap I want to do, but I've never thought about it in these terms. But here recently, I came across a list in Relevant Magazine. The Before You're 40 bucket list. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through these. And some of them we're going to talk about. Some of them we're just going to breeze through. Here's what I want when I bring up a topic. Here's what I want from you. If you don't give a crap or you think you're never going to do it, just be like, no, not going to happen. If it's something you want to do, but you think you probably won't, let me know. Or if it's something you've either done or, you know, we'll just go across the topics here. So there are 20 things that Relevant Magazine says we should accomplish really for you in the next four years, for me in the next little over three. Read the entire Bible cover to cover. I'm going to need more than four years, bro. 100% agree with you there. <laughs> Here's the deal. I would do it, and I would be all for it, but I read so slow. And this relates back to a, a uh, conversation we had a couple shows ago. But my kindergarten updates about my kid. The first day of school, my kid went into her, they did an assessment to see what her reading level was. And she sat down with her teacher, and her teacher said, uh, Hey, Kinley, when you're at home, does mommy and daddy read to you? And Kinley's response word for word from her teacher was my mom reads to me all the time. My dad doesn't know how. <laughs> so I love would, I would kid. love to read the Bible cover to cover, but I'm going to need way more than four years. See your favorite band live at least once. Absolutely. 100%. I've, I've done this. I, I, who's my favorite band right now? Yours is Mumford, right? Absolutely. So you 100%. went, where'd you see him? I saw them in Edmond, Oklahoma about five years ago. You went on the, it was it the train tour or whatever it was, where they pulled the train up and played off the... No, I forget what, it was the Gentleman of the Road. Oh yeah, that was the one I wanted to go to with you, thanks. Um, well, actually, I... I would have rather gone with you than who I went with. I, I am a, uh, you know, you said I'm a, I'm a I'm a bandwagon fan of sports. I'm also, I get on these kicks where I go like hardcore on a band for a long time right and mumford is different every time mumford releases something i'm gonna go hardcore on mumford for a long yep. time uh, currently i'm back on a country kick mainly texas dirt uh, dirt roads red dirt music and i've spent the last couple months uh really digging into all the different albums that turnpike troubadours has re- released have you ever heard of them i have i haven't listened to a lot of their stuff but what i have i like so on uh on my birthday my daughter bought me a uh like a comic book pack. She bought me some old comic books, Captain America, Iron Man. Well, Katie bought two tickets to go see Turnpike, February 22nd in Choctaw. And uh, so we were going to go do that. I'd say another one for me would be, uh, you know, I've always wanted to see Metallica. I, I, I grew up listening to Metallica. That's random, working but okay. out, But I like all kinds of music. I've, I mean, well, I'm gonna say, back in the day, I would have loved to see Kanye before he became what he is now. Yeah, absolutely not. But uh, that's kind of, I mean, currently I'm going to see Turnpike. Randy Rogers was here in October. We almost went for my birthday. Multiple times. Uh, I just, I get on a kick. I'd love to see Mumford. That's one that's on my list. So definitely, I will see my favorite band multiple times before I turn forty because I'll have thirty different bands that I love before I turn thirty. All 
right, next on the list, which I can tell you for me, there was a time where I wanted to do this, but right now uh, I don't think this is ever going to happen, run a marathon or some kind of endurance race. I signed up for one one time, and then it snowed, and they canceled it, and I got a shirt that said I finished it, so theoretically I've done this. I didn't actually run it, but I have a shirt that says I finished a half marathon. Without even seeing the list, I can tell you I'm not going to do the next one. Watch every film on the AFI Top 100. I I did no. There's some, I mean that's that's the list that says um, Citizen Kane's the best movie that's ever came exactly. out. Exactly. So I'm not in on that. And that's wrong because it's Fast and the Furious six, seven, eight, or nine. Oh wow. Yeah. That, put down season two, the one about movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pick a country and go visit. I've yep. done this. I've done it too. Which one? What's your favorite country you've been to? Uh, I would probably say from just sheer look visiting it, like tourist type of thing, it, it would easily be Italy for me. Um, I spent the most time in Germany, so that's probably the, the one I go back to. But when I, before I took the trip, you know, to make a long story short, about 10 years ago, I spent a summer in Europe and Italy was the one place I wanted to see. Gotcha. So that would be- I, um. I have family in England, but I'd say the best country I've ever visited was uh, Canada. That's a bold-faced lie because Canada sucks, except for my friends that live there. I would kind of want to go. No, Canada doesn't suck, but I would say my favorite place. There's definite parts of Canada I'd like to see. I went to London to see my family. Didn't really dig it too much when I was 13, but when I went back at 21, it was awesome. I went back at 32 or 33 with Katie and some of her students and loved it. So, yeah, definitely I will hit that again sometime. Uh, This next one for me... I would like to do it, but just knowing myself, not going to happen. Speak a second language. Nope. Any interest in it? I mean, I I learned French and Spanish. Um, Parlez-vous français? I know where the, donde está la biblioteca. That's the most generic Spanish phrase. Donde está los pantalones? Where are your pants? Donde está el baño? That's right down the street. We don't have one in this house. We don't uh, have a bathroom in this house. Boy, this is a low rent house. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, this next one is something that reading it, I think I want to do. Uh, I've never really thought about it, but I think I want to do it. Um, write letters to the five people who have most impacted your life. Do you need my address? Uh, Are you just going to hand deliver it? Because that's even more special. Uh, we'll talk about that often. I, I think this. Okay, for let's, this one may we may talk about this for a couple seconds. I think this is a brilliant idea, and this is something that has never crossed my mind because. We live in the world of text message tweets and and, uh, and emails. And I believe that a handwritten, I mean, if you look around my office where we're at right now, I have multiple handwritten letters up from my daughter and she can spell like six words, but I'm never throwing any of those away. Uh, one of my biggest regrets is when I moved uh, out of my parents' house for the last time, my dad wrote me a letter because he said he wasn't good with words. He wrote me a letter about graduating college. I was the first one in my direct family to graduate college, right. and he wrote me a letter, and I have no clue where that letter is, and now I desperately regret not knowing where that letter is. So I think it'd be great to stop down and write a letter to five people, and if you're listening, I would challenge you to write a letter to one person, and once you feel how cool it feels to write that letter to one person, do it to two, and then go until you get to five. Uh, I, I can put this down and I will put it on my bulletin board in here that this is one thing I will do before I turn 37. I, 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 I'm not going to make a declarative statement like that. Cause I know I don't follow through on a lot of crap, but this is something I definitely want to do. And I will tell, I had a friend, um, who may, 
might listen to this, so who knows? But uh, it's a buddy of mine that lives up in Pittsburgh, and he actually did um, a few years back for he's a Catholic guy, and for Lent he did something to where like uh, for the forty days of Lent he wrote forty different letters to people. And at this point, he uh, and, and this guy, you know, if if you were around me and him, it's just like me and you. So they're busting each other's balls, just you know. And then he writes same kind of he writes his handwritten letter, and, and dude, it, it, you have no idea the kind of impact that has on people because, like you said, nobody freaking does it. Mm-hmm. And more than the word, I mean, the words were great. You know, you you tell, especially under this pretense. Uh, about people who have impacted your life. But honestly, just the sheer effort in it is what means more than anything because it's really easy to sit here. I mean, I've got my phone in my hand right now. I could type you a text message that says, hey, you know, you're my boy. But I ain't getting out a piece of paper. I ain't writing it. And so I think that's fantastic. Well, I would I would challenge anybody, especially, you know, we've we've spent the last couple episodes talking about different passion things that we have. Uh, I started something probably two years ago, and I will be the first to admit that I have not kept it up as well as I should. But I went one day, I just felt led, I just felt like I needed to write my kid a note, write her a letter. And at first, when I first did this, I was going to get her a Gmail account because I saw that really cheesy commercial like a couple years ago where the dad made a Gmail account the day the kid was born and sent emails to it for 16 years and gave it to her. Gave her the password on her 16th birthday. Brilliant idea. Uh, but I felt the need to write um, a letter to Kenley, and she was probably two months old, and I just want to tell her that you know she was changing my life already, and she was I think awesome. you're pretty cool. Um, so I went to Barnes & Noble during lunch one day and bought a moleskin and one of those journals and just started writing in it. Oh, okay. Um, and it's still in my desk at work, and I can say I haven't written as much as I should, and I should probably pick that back up and be adding to it because right. – that would be a great gift to give her, but I know the first couple months I had it, I wrote in a bunch, and then it got buried into my desk drawer, and I found it when I moved to my new office. I was like, oh, crap, i got to catch up, but I haven't really started catching up. But I would, I mean, if you're a new dad out there, you have a little girl, especially especially dads of little girls, um, this, this world we're growing up in is not friendly to all kids, boys and girls, and it is tough to be a kid now, and I think... There would be nothing greater than on their 15th birthday or 16th birthday for you to hand them a journal or six because by the time she turns 15, I could have six of these things. And it's just how important that that kid is to you, boy or girl, how beautiful that kid is, how smart that kid is, how much you enjoy watching them play soccer, even you know if your kid's not good at soccer. You just enjoy watching them. So that is something that is a tangent off what we just said. But I would challenge any dad to start writing letters to their kids and just keep them together and give them to them on a special birthday. Well said. All right, next one. I'm going to say I've done this. Watch every season of a few great TV shows. I'm going to say offhand and just opinion because anything like this is a matter of opinion. I have watched every episode of four of the greatest TV shows ever made in Breaking Bad, The Sopranos, the wire and for me the shield wow i've only watched one of those um 
Now, on the flip side of that, when all those shows were going on, I watched TV nonstop. Now I don't watch TV hardly at all. I will say that I've watched every episode currently available of Breaking Bad, uh, Sons of Anarchy, and Game of Thrones. I don't know that I put Sons of Anarchy in the top ones anymore. but uh, Game It's of a Thrones, really good show, but I don't know if it qualifies as the best ever. Game of Thrones is the best show that's ever been on TV other than Breaking Bad. False. Never watched it, but I'll still say false. <laughs> um, give away something really expensive. I did. I gave away my virginity. <laughs> wow. Um, no, no. I. Well, what do you qualify? What do you qualify as expensive? Like this is because like, I yeah, found the article you're looking t- at. This is tough. I don't. Know I've looked at. I, I see the article you're looking at. It says buy a car for a single mom and neat. How many of us have the money laying around to right. go buy a car? But I'll tell you one of the greatest things that me and Katie ever did, and I still I talked about just the other day to some students. I had a former student who went to college, and he uh, he went to college to be a biomedical engineer. Got there and realized I don't want to do this at all, and he wanted to be a photographer and a creative. He just wanted to be a creative person. He wanted to do photography, graphic design, um, and just kind of make his brand that way. And his parents uh, didn't agree and decided they were no longer going to support him on this. And he called me one night and just in tears and was like, "I don't know how I'm going to do this. I have sixty five dollars in my account." And uh, I need a camera, and I need this. So he did a shoot with a camera he borrowed, made three hundred bucks, bought another camera with. He had three hundred sixty-five dollars in his account. And he bought a camera for three hundred sixty-three dollars. Wow! And he called me because I got my camera, but now I have two dollars, so I do another photo shoot. And no way was this kid calling and asking me to pay for his textbooks. He was not. That was not even in his right. mind. And I just said, "So what all do you need?" And he just gave me a list of his classes. So I called the university, went to, and got the syllabus. And me and Katie bought every one of that kid's textbooks for that semester. And it was amazing. Um, you know, I'm going to say I've done this, and I did this at a really young age. Um, I had a good friend that um, committed suicide. And... Um, I gave his mom the money to pay for his funeral to make sure that he had a, he had a, the service he deserved because she just wasn't into place in life to be able to do that. So I'm going to say that I, I've done that one. That's one I've accomplished. Um, make amends with any enemies. Sounds going to be tough for me, brother. As Christians, I don't, we're not, I mean, I'm reading their thing, but I don't, yeah, I, I'm going to say I haven't done this one, and I, I'm going to say I don't know that I would like to sit here and say I would, but I don't, first of all, I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like I have someone that I would call an enemy, but there's a lot of people I don't like. Yeah, and I don't think I would call the person I'm thinking of an enemy, and I don't really, I mean. I almost said a name, but it's not. I'm sure it's not the name you're talking about. But uh, but I'm I'm just, I don't think that person's an enemy for me. I just feel like. I have nothing to say to fix that that relationship because I I mean it's obviously two sided. There's I'm not gonna sit here right. and say that this relationship broke down and completely came to a screeching halt because I was perfect and this person sucked or whatnot. Um, but at the same time, this one would be this. I mean, of everything I've seen, some of these like reading the Bible cover to cover is tough yeah. for me because I read so slow. 
But this is past tough. This would be like pulling a toenail out with like with pliers for me. And that's horrible on my character, I think, but that's another episode. <laughs> um, apply for your dream job. This one's tough for me because um, I am content in what I do for a career, but it's not something that I'm passionate about. It's not something that um, I would ever say that I saw myself doing. I just kind of fell into this line of work and have put my mind to it and, you know, um, I'm going to say for this one, um, if I'm being honest, I don't know that I will ever accomplish this one and maybe not in the next 13 years, but I hope I do. I have, um, what, apply for your dream job? Yeah. I have done that every time it's opened. Anytime. The, I couldn't sit here honestly and tell you what mine is. And I, I don't think, and I think if I got the job, I would immediately be like, okay, cool. I'm that guy. And I would want to go back because I love what I do now. Because I do have a passion for, like we've talked about, I love social media, I love communication, I love telling stories, I love making videos, but at the same time, I've always been a teacher, whether it was through Young Life Service or through being a teacher. So being where I'm at, where I get to still affect students, but I also get to tell stories and be creative, it's like the perfect mix of a job. But every time the job opens at the Rangers to be the marketing director or the Jumbotron director, I apply, and I could get it. Oh, you want Chuck's job. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. No, I don't want to be the announcer. I want to be like the in-game entertainment director or the I guy. I know what Chuck is, but he's just the announcer also. He's the announcer and he plans it, but I want to be the, there's another guy who stands in the room that says, go for dot race, oh, go okay. for, and he plans it all. That, or I want to be one of those people that does the highlight package edits for the NFL where it's like the end of the second quarter and we're watching all the slow-mo replays that just happened in the second quarter. I think that would be a stressful but fun job. Uh, this next one for me is interesting because – I tried to do this back before I, you know, uh, our previous episode, we talked about fitness and weight loss. And I shared a lot of, of the, the transition and transformation I've gone into the last few years. And I tried to do this when I was in a bad place and I felt like I was absolutely horrible at it. And now this is something that I really want to do. And it goes along with just being passionate about trying to help people change, take the stage alone. This is something that I definitely want to accomplish sooner rather than later. So you remember last episode when I teased this episode, I said, hey, I'm going to say something you didn't know was going to happen. Okay. This is it. All right. I want to, I would love, like, deliver a TED-like lecture, find an opportunity to be alone on a stage in front of a crowd with nothing to move them with but your own thoughts and your own voice. Um I guess over the last six to eight months, I've really become passionate about having a voice because I think it's important with the way this world is, the way the society is, the way America is right now, that people need to have a voice. They need to speak up for themselves. And it wants to be my voice that I want to use my voice. I want Kinley to learn to use her voice. And I don't think there'd be anything more powerful than her seeing her mom walk across the stage and get her master's degree 10 years after she decided, you know, I want to get it. And then she, right. she stopped right when she got pregnant. And now here we are five years later, she's going to walk in December, but I also think it'd be amazing for her to come to a speech where I'm telling other dads how to be a good dad. And she's sitting in the crowd, right. Hearing me tell stories about her. Um, this is something that kind of popped up, I guess two or three years ago, I was standing at my old job in our performing arts center and there's 12,000 seats. I said, you know what? I just looked at my boss and one day I'm going to stand right here and talk to 12,000 people. 
I think you and I feel the same way in that. And I would love to do that. And uh, I don't want it to be like, I gave, a, I mean, I gave four presentations last week over creating videos on your cell phone. That's great. That's professional development. I want it to be personal development. Right. And I'm, I'm the same way. Um, this next one, I'm going to say I've accomplished this when I was a kid because I, I went to California with my um, grandparents and I've gone to Florida on vacations. As an adult, I have zero interest in this whatsoever because uh, I can't stand to be in a car for about five hours is, is my limit to where I'm like, okay, this sucks. Get me out of the car. So go on a road trip of at least a thousand miles. That's basically a drive to El Paso, right? Yeah. I'm not going to say a hundred percent never, but I'm going to say there's good. Nah, I'm going to pass on that one. I'm bro. out on that. Cause they make planes. Um, the next one says, write a short story. I think, um, I've already done this in my opinion because I do that every day at work, um, whether it's fiction or, or, or nonfiction. And then I think writing in blogs and telling stories like we do here with our words, we also type yeah. them out in blogs. That's exactly what we do here. Um, go on a mission trip, humanitarian aid trip. I think we both have done that through oh, yeah. churches in the past. We've yeah. gone there. Uh, here's one that I would like to hark on for a little bit. Learn to play an instrument. Do you believe that if you played an instrument in band in sixth grade, does that count? No, I'm going to say what, no. What if you were named best band member in the, all of sixth grade for me? Did you play the recorder? No, I played the oboe, brah. No, I just still didn't count. I would love to learn to play the guitar, but I'm not patient enough. Uh, I, that, I'm glad you said it that way because there was a period where I thought I wanted to learn how to play the guitar. I tried for about a month, and I was like, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out on that. Yeah. Uh, next one, find a mentor and a mentee. Um, I feel like I have the first part and would like to repay the favor at some point in my life. And hopefully we'll get the opportunity to do that. That's a big thing of it. I think, I mean, I think I've said that multiple times on this show throughout this season is to find somebody to talk to about whatever and have them help you and then find somebody yep. you can pass it down to. I think it's a, uh, I think it's crazy cause I guess, a month and a half, two months ago, my kid went through a thing called Rachel's Challenge at school where they said, let's start a chain reaction of kindness. And I think finding a mentor, they are being kind and affecting your life as your mentor. And then you pass that down to a mentee and they pass it down. It becomes a chain reaction of of kindness, of of just passing your skills and doing what's right. Um, memorize the Lord's Prayer, the Apostles' Creed, the Great Commission, and the Beatitudes? I, I don't know what the last one is. Uh, You're not a good Christian. I, uh, the, yeah, Season that, two episode. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I feel like I know the Lord's Prayer. I might butcher it if you put hold me to it. The rest of those, um, boy, this is going to make me sound like a bad Christian. I don't know that I really care to memorize all that stuff. I got other verses I need to memorize. Uh, let's move on to this next one because this next one is it's going to be weird because it relates directly to a former one. Uh, face your fear. What, and, and the crazy thing is I want to get in front of 12,000 people, but at the same time in my mind, I'm scared my, like crazy about it. I get shake voice in front of 20 people sometimes. 
And, uh, but yet if I'm behind this microphone, I have no problem kicking it into radio voice. Kind of like I'm doing right now. I have a feeling because <laughs> my voice is killing me today. It's just a rough talking day for me, my allergies. So I sound like I'm a little bit deeper than normal and sounding a little sexier, but I do have a little bit of a fear of public speaking. I do have a fear of heights. Uh, so maybe I need to give a public speech on top of a mountain and just there kill them go. all. Um, so what fear would you face? This is a hard one for me because, and I, and by no means am I trying to sound like a hard ass when I say this, there's things that make me nervous, but if I really try to, like, the only thing that scares me, besides my ex-wife, um, <laughs> <laughs> is snakes. I hate snakes. Snakes suck. And and if you if it was this, absolutely not. No. I don't give a crap. Money? You could offer me money? No. I'm not... It's like you, me, and Indiana Jones are like the same people. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, public speaking doesn't make me real nervous anymore, even though I don't do it very often. Well, no, I like flying. I, I don't, there's a lot of stuff that makes me nervous, but I don't feel like there's a lot of crap I'm afraid of, except for snakes. And I snakes suck. Um, and then finally, sponsor a kid, whether it's through adoption or. I've never thought about this, but this is something I feel like I, I want to do. I would say that, you know, I, I think I said a couple years ago or a couple episodes ago, kind of feels like a couple years ago, uh, that <laughs> Kinley's are one and only. We're, I mean, we're, we're having one kid, but we have had conversations that if we were to bring another child into this house, it would be through adoption because there are a lot of little boys and little girls out there that didn't get to pick their parents and their parents suck. And, uh, yep. We feel that we we may, we're not the best parents. We'll never go on record to say that we are the coolest parents out there. Or that we're good at this, but we're better than most, I think. And I would say it would be awesome to uh, to do that. It may not be in the in the works for us long term or what it is, but I do feel like we could find somebody to support. We could find a child that needs some help and help them out, whether it's college books again or whether it's you know letting kids stay with us if they need a place to stay because maybe their family doesn't work very well but i think this is an important one i don't think this is a do you want to do it i think this is a you have to do it type of thing for me uh i would agree with that too i think that that's um something that i'm not gonna say uh, well and the way you put it was fine you said for you i'm not gonna go so far as to say it's that it's a something you have to do but i will phrase it as i think this is something that anybody should do you know, however they can, you know, whether it's like you said, I mean, for me right now where I'm at in my life, I probably couldn't afford to do much more than maybe buy somebody some books right? or, you know, whether it's adopt a child or have somebody live with you, whatever, whatever you can do. I feel like it's something you should do. Right. So those are the 20 things from where was it relevant? Relevant magazine. Relevant magazine. That list came out a couple years back. They don't have an updated list, but there's so much more that you could add to your bucket list, whether it is tra- – I mean, I would if, – if you're listening and you're looking, you know, this bucket list thing's a cool idea. I've never – I've written an entire bucket list out before. It's on a website, that a blog that I had that has expired and it's gone and I quit paying for it. But I would give you the advice to jump on iTunes and we're going to cross-promote a podcast real Watch quick. out. Um, jump on iTunes, jump over to live your list and listen to the podcast, live your list. It's hosted by Jared Murr and Ryan Eller, two of my good buddies. 
that I have met through the internets and have been to conferences with them before. And they talk about the power of a bucket list. They talk about how to build a bucket list. They do a bucket list of three idea and they will walk you through in their podcast of how to build your bucket list. And then they'll just continue to walk you through things, cool things you can do with your life and how to, how to achieve your best life and live your best life. And again, that's live your list. I believe there's four or five seasons going on on it over there. Whoa. They're good. I mean, they're and they they have a company that they run together. I believe they still run it, and they are they're good dudes. And if you want to check out their list, it's at liveyourlist.com or on iTunes, Live Your List Podcast. All right, before we get out of here, I'm gonna pose pose a question that I want both of us to answer. Um, I'm gonna think about mine on the spot, so I, I'm gonna I want um, two two things from you. One, uh, because we both are. Uh, I'm just going to say we're both sports nerds and are obsessed with sports to a certain degree. Um, something sports sports wise or sports fandom wise bucket list. I've already accomplished some of mine, but something sports fandom wise on yours and then just something else. So two things, one from the, the sports dork years and one maybe in the vein of like we've talked about, um, God, that was a loud drink of water. <laughs> My bad. Um, I hit mute. <laughs> maybe in the vein of you know helping somebody out, whether it's public speaking, your passion, you know, passions kind of stuff, that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah. First off, sports-wise, I've accomplished a lot of my sports goals, and Me a lot too. of people have always said, man, I'd love to go to a Super Bowl. I don't want to go to a Super Bowl because I don't feel like a Super Bowl is really a opportunity to cheer for your team. Even if my team's in the Super Bowl, the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl, would I go? Heck yes. Is it a top thing? No, because it's not like you're getting a home field advantage. If 90% of the people in that building are corporate sponsors who got tickets that way and they don't care who's playing there I would agree with you for Bowl. me if it was a football game I would go to a college football national championship over a Super Bowl any day of the week and you'd want to go only if your team was playing well or, I would go to the game period right I mean as far as that if so you, if the Longhorns are playing you're how much money are you shelling out for that ticket I mean at, for me it, as much as I could at that point without, you know, breaking, breaking myself. I would say mine was game five of the NBA finals when the Mavericks sent it back to Miami to take the, uh, the championship. I had always had a goal of, I always had a, a, a wish of going to a world series game with my dad and got the opportunity to do that. The first time the Rangers played in the world series. So I guess my bucket list sports thing would be the clinching game for one of my teams, whether it is the Rangers the Red Sox, because I'm a Red Sox fan, obviously. Um, no, I'm not a Red Sox we'll fan. We'll talk about that down the road. Season um, but six. Rangers game, Mavs game, another championship. I think this year I will – I'll knock a bucket list off because I will be at the last game that Dirk plays as a Maverick if he retires this year. Yeah, I'm going 100%. to the last games of every season until he yeah, retires. 100% there. Uh, um, and then I would say my personal one, uh, and this is one that I've thought about for a while, especially with things going on with my dad, is I want to host a benefit concert – for Alzheimer's and I want to call it Jerry's Jamboree. My dad's a big Willie Nelson fan and I want to find some, uh, some local Texas country artist to, uh, got through it that time to, uh, come together and play a concert where people can buy tickets and come in just a small little venue, call it Jerry's Jamboree, have somebody play some Willie Nelson music for my dad, whether he's there or not, take all the money that comes in, dump it into the, the Alzheimer's association and the walk to end Alzheimer's. Um, 
Sports-wise, mine kind of goes in the same vein. I mean, at, there's one that I, you know, will never be able to accomplish. I, I, I had the same thing. I wanted to go to a World Series game because I, at, growing up as a kid, we had season tickets for as long as I could remember, and it was when the Rangers were horrible. Outside of a couple of years, they went to the playoffs and got bounced by the Yankees immediately. But I've been to a World Series game. I've been to an NBA championship game. Um, like Like you, even though I would say out of the two of us, I'm – and I don't think this is breaking news by any means. I'm more, I, I, I'm a more hardcore football fan than you are. Um, I don't have any interest in going to the Super Bowl. Um, we talked about college football national championship. If Texas was in there again and I could go and get off work, I would pay as much as I could if I could buy a ticket for that price without breaking myself. But for me, honestly, um, there's two and they're actually golf related. Um, and it's impossible to do. I want to go to a Masters. Sunday at Augusta. And after it, even though they got their ass handed to them, and what I may try to do in two years is, dude, I want to go to Sunday at a flipping Ryder Cup. Because that I want is to go the to coolest Sun- golf atmosphere, period. I want to go to Sunday at the Ryder Cup as long as it's in Europe. Because it's not like that in America. My it's man. still pretty dang cool if you watch them. If you watch them closely, you're right. It's not near as crazy, but it's it's still pretty dang cool. Uh, and then personally, um, without getting into, because um, it'll I could talk about it for hours, but um, I have you want to be a fitness model. I'm already kind of that way on Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> boy, that sounds bad. Uh, my kind of passion project that I, I am going to, I'm not even going to say I want to, I am going to get off the ground at some point um, is sharing what I call other people's success stories, whether it's weight transformation, it's um, it is beating alcoholism, beating, you know, depression, uh, whatever, whatever you have, you know, if, if you've been on the brink of something that is, you know, and you have fought your way back to not only beat it, but, be thriving in life. I want to share those stories and it's something that, you know, I don't know if I'll ever have the opportunity to do because it's such a catch a lightning in a bottle kind of thing. But whether it's make a documentary sharing these people's stories or, you know, grand scheme, um, whether I was the one in front of the camera or just producing it, some kind of TV show sharing these. Cause I think it's something that not only it's, stories that need to be shared and it it goes back to what we talked about with with our fitness episode and social media stories that could have an impact on other people's lives and just um yeah anyway it's something i could talk about for hours so i'm not gonna keep going but um that's it that's it bucket list do you have one if you don't again i say jump on and make one jump over to live your list the podcast and listen to that one and see what they talk about quit Quit promoting other people's stuff. Well, they'll, they'll promote us if I tell them. They're, Sweet, they're good okay. People. I love live the list. Live your list. Live live my list. My li- your our I'm, list. I'm living somebody's list. Dang I'm it. living a list, I'm and it's live. a list called "I'm 40 Podcast." You can follow us on Twitter. I'm going to live your list when we get off the show. I'm 40 Podcast at Deering 22 at Blake Mitchamore. Hit us up on Twitter. Engage with us there. Come and get you some. Wow. This is the I'm 40 podcast, but let's be real. We're not really 40 yet, but we're staring it straight in the face. You're dang right we are. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40.
I'm not a kid.